Happy weekend of July 4th, everybody. Hopefully everybody has uh, survived the fireworks. Ready for some summer screens now? Well, Netflix has piled up a body count in their latest entry in the horror genre. And The Conjuring keeps on scaring. It's probably the, the biggest horror franchise of the summer, that is for sure. Welcome to The Scare Guy Show, the official podcast of thescareguy.com. Where we as filmmakers discuss horror films, haunt events, spooky news, and anything that's scary fun. I think some ghosts are in the details here. I was hearing a little bit of feedback there. (laughs) But listen, my name's Jim Fry. I am a writer and the editor-in-chief of thescareguy.com and also theconguy.com. We love coming at you guys every week. My co-host and fellow writer for the night is Cheeseman. Hey, everybody. It's Cheeseman with thescareguy.com. I'm also a screenwriter and also work with theconguy.com. And we have an amazing guest coming on tonight. You've seen her on the long-running CBS hit, How I Met Your Mother, Grey's Anatomy, The Resident, NCIS, and a super long list of stuff. You should check out her MDB page. She's been in a lot. And you've also seen her in the films American Reunion. I loved it. Authors Anonymous and Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. But this summer... Charlene Namoa is helping to put a bit of the chill in the air with her turn in two of the biggest fright franchises to hit Hollywood right now. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is so stinking intense, guys. I loved, loved, loved that film. And the just-released Fear Street Part 1, 1994 on Netflix. Charlene, huge welcome to the, the Scare Guy Show. So glad to have you. Thanks, Jim. Thanks uh, for having me. What a great intro. I appreciate that. Well, I'm sure I... <laughs> Did I butcher your last name? I'm so terrible with names. No, you didn't butcher. It's Amoya. Very, very close. Oh, so much better than what I said, though. Amoya. Amoya. (laughs) And the thing was, like, we've actually met before. And um, so I I knew how to say your last name. But then I was like, wait, wait, wait. But I'm I'm just. Yeah, don't feel bad. I get very strange um, variations of Amoya. So it's Hawaiian. Sometimes it's all kinds of ethnicity. So don't worry about it. Lots of owls. That's cool. That's cool. Well, welcome to the show. How, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just got back from a nice uh, trip to Utah and visited some national parks. So um, getting back into the groove of things here in L.A. That's yeah. very cool. That's very cool. Great way to celebrate Independence Day. Just in case people watch this at a later date, this is the day after Independence Day that we're filming. And we went down to Huntington Beach, celebrated lots of American flags. So... Cool. Really cool seeing the fireworks on the water there. <laughs> yeah, was it crowded? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like <laughs> America was ready to celebrate again. You know, we've been, you know, been having to kind of you know, keep keep inside for a long time. So this was a good it was it was good to see everybody out and waving the flag and just having a good time. It was fantastic. It, it is nice to have people out again. Yeah. But we are here to talk t- um, to you about a couple of things. It was kind of cool because we were just talking to her before the show, and she was like, I didn't know you guys were big horror fans. We are the biggest horror fans. We absolutely love it, and that's why it was kind of really cool and exciting to see that you were a part of perhaps probably like the two biggest horror franchises of the summer. Um, the Fear Street on Netflix, which is currently – it just got released a couple of days ago, but it's already at number three. 
and it's it's promising to be a pretty big big presence on Netflix. Um, and boy, I tell you what, you your part. I I know you don't have the like the the the, the, the giant giantest part, but it was really cool to see you in there. And you were probably I'm gonna spoil. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but <laughs> the favorite ten minutes of the movie. You were hit. You had a part in there, and that was really cool. That was really cool to see you in there. Oh, thanks, Jim. Yeah, I I really liked the opening too. I thought it was a great homage to '90s horror films, and was happy to be part of it. She's been awesome. Well, let's let's get started. Let's get to know you, and our audience could know you a little better. So, what kind of like was your start? Like, what got you into acting? What what brought you to LA or? wherever you've been living over the years and getting into acting? Um, well, I, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, but my dad had moved to Vegas when I was 15. So I moved out there with him and um, he had a, a girl who worked in his company that was shoe modeling. And she had asked me to sub for her because she couldn't do the show and it would shoe modeling. You just have to have a sample size foot. And so I, took that job, which was a week in a convention. And from that point, her agent signed me and started sending me auditions. So it wasn't something that I thought of or pursued. Um, I kind of just fell into the world a little bit. And on the very first audition they sent me, I felt a sort of hit, like a high of, mm -hmm. I don't know what that was, but I need to follow it. Um, and so when I graduated school, I decided to moved to LA and just blindly enter the business. Uh, it took a couple years once I got to LA to get going, but um, I booked a couple commercials, started doing voiceover work right away, and then got on a couple soaps and eventually a sitcom, and then led to How I Met Your Mother and, and various credits throughout the years. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, I feel very lucky that I've been able to keep working all these years. I, it, it probably took a a good year and a half to figure out anything and um this business is is challenging to stick with because uh you always have to be relevant and you never know when it's going to be your last job so there's always that underneath each one um but I, I feel very blessed that i've been able to somehow keep booking once in a while to keep it going nice well it seems like you're on a nice hot streak right now so we hope that continues for you and Netflix is definitely a great place to be. Now, like, what were your like influences kind of like growing so, up? Um, there certain actresses? Charlene, can you can you that when I, yeah, can you say that again? Cause I lost you for a minute. Yeah, you, you were gone for just a second, Luke. Can okay, you ask that one off. more time? I'm sorry. Uh, so like, what were like the like actresses or actors that kind of influenced you like to get into acting? Did you have any inspirations? Do you know, interestingly, early on, because I, I wasn't, uh, like I said, I didn't, I didn't seek acting. Um, so um, just to speak of a hit 90s movie, I was obsessed with Clueless as a young <laughs> girl. Um, so I liked her and um, Natalie Portman and Anne Hathaway just, and Johnny Depp was someone I, I was, you know, I followed pretty much everything he did and read all of his books um, or books written about him. So that was before I really had any idea of craft or what acting was all about that just, you know, I was just interested in. And later on, uh, probably, 
like seven years ago, I ended up booking a pilot with Alicia Silverstone, which kind of hit that little girl in me that was just, you know, watching that movie every weekend. Um, it was called HR and it was for Lifetime. So that, that, uh, that moment was like, it was like, whoa, like, how did I get here? I, I never thought this would be. And I sent it to one of my best friends and she started crying because, you know, we watched that movie all the time. But once I started studying acting, um, you know, you study the greats and mm -hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis and Meryl Streep. And, you know, you, you start to notice, um, you know, all the details and nuances that you can add with character development and how, how fun it can be. Cool. Let's talk for a second. Um, well, not for a second, for a couple of minutes, because there is a film out right now, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is, it's huge. It is huge. It's part, it's part of a franchise that is kind of redefined how ghost stories are told. It, it, it does it. It's very elegant. It's very like stylish. And it, it's, you know, it's not like just the schlocky stuff of the past, although I love the schlocky stuff of the past. Um, but <laughs> In The Conjuring, the devil made me do it. The famous paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren, they investigate the case of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, who claims to have killed his landlord under the influence of a demon. And the way that the movie depicts it, the demon existed within a young boy named David Glatzel. And you play the mother, Judy Glatzel, of this young boy. Can you... How much research did you have to do? Because this is an actual case. This is an actual historic event that happened. There's a lot of newspaper articles about it. Right. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your character, Judy, and maybe how she relates to the historical Judy? Yeah, absolutely. I So this, this actually happened in Connecticut in 1981. And um, once I was cast, uh, I was put in touch with the, the real Debbie Glatzel, which would have been my daughter and her husband, who is Arnie. So who this, oh, wow. this movie is about. So hmm. I was able to, as well as um, Sarah Catherine, who played played her, and and Rory, who played Arnie. Uh, mm -hmm. We were all able to talk to them. So I I called one day and you know spoke to them for about two hours and just got their story. Um, and uh, I mean, as far as we research, there's there's nothing better than the real source. And this is a case of, um, you know, if you come from a religious background of, of real spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. um, we, and, and also um, they did come to set to visit at some point during shooting. So we got to meet them uh, during lunch and, uh, you know, just, just hear all the details of what really happened. Um, so yeah, so aside from there's been books and news articles, uh, just being able to talk to them and, and hear their hear their story was the best way to approach something like this. Wow, can I and Luke? I'll, I'll throw it to you in just one second. But like, when you were how important was you to wow? You you talk with the daughter. I mean, that's that's the people involved with the case. I didn't know that you guys had that kind of access to research because. Um, uh, when you were doing this and portraying this, how intense was it to portray what was going on? Because um, like you said, it, it, for people of religious faith, this is a very intense moment. And it wasn't, you know, this wasn't like a poltergeist, you know, this wasn't just play. This was like a, a, a lot of people believe that this actually occurred and this was something, a, a real battle that was going on. How intense was that to portray that? Right. Well, that was, uh, 
that was very much scripted. So, it, mm -hmm. you know, um, doing the the scene with with David being possessed, and mm -hmm. um, we had a, a little girl that came in and did the basically the acrobats of him bending um, oh, when that was that's... going on. Um, but yeah, the, originally the script changed a little bit because uh, the villain was called the Beast, and it mm. changed to be a witch, you know, that was um, orchestrating this all. But it, it, you know, one of the parts that I don't think that they showed very much um, because there were some changes were um, during the whole possession, David had stabbed my husband in the leg and I was up there, you know, fixing the wound while they were downstairs holding David's body down as Lorraine. Yep. Yeah, as you know, when the Warrens were basically exercising or trying to exercise him at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting shooting things because in between takes you you laugh and you have fun and you could sometimes watch the take and try different things. Um, but visually, you know, when I was watching this little this little girl bend herself mm. like that, it's mm. it's it's pretty intense. Yeah. I don't, and I think that's pretty unique to this film too, to see a child um, in that kind of state. Yeah. Jeez, man. Uh, speaking of uh, children, can you tell us about the, the little boy that you played your son in it and what it was like working with him? Yeah. he. Uh, the thing that I noticed about him is he's was in, just incredibly smart. And I think children of that age, when they're working a lot, they, they just they pick things up fast they're very versatile, um, they're directable. And he was sweet and he was having fun. You know, in between, you know we, we saw his bug collection and um, yeah, I think, I think children, he, he was nice to work with. You know, he felt like a, a young uh, adult. Um, That's and, cool. And, yeah, there was a scene that uh, got rewritten once they changed it from the beast to um, the witch where we were all in the unit where Rory's character, Arnie, um, was having a hard time and we were all praying over him. And, uh, originally like we were adding some Latin and that was a bit much for, for him cause he was a child. So we, we kind of said the Lord's prayer together instead. And, um, just being able to kind of go with the flow in a moment because that, that can be intimidating to an adult actor. But yeah, I think, I think he's a, he's a brilliant little kid. Not a little anymore. I don't know if you guys saw him on WandaVision oh, or wow. yeah, he's, he's been working a lot. Wow. Um, you know, it's a, I don't like to, well, sometimes you, if you ask somebody the question, do you believe in ghosts? Everyone avoids that question and rightly so, you know, but um, yeah. you know, I, I personally, I, I, you know, I grew up a church background and most of us on the podcast, we met through either church or, or something like that. I mean, we're not a religious podcast, but I know that, um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask you about your religious faith, but I'm going to ask you, do you, have you ever experienced anything that you perceived was unexplainable? That was, oh, yeah. that might, that might've bumped you a little bit, you know, I'm just trying to figure that out. Yeah, I, I definitely believe in spiritual warfare and I mm -hmm. do, 
I, I wasn't raised with any religion, but I, I came into it a, about five, six years ago on my own um, and have had experiences um, that are tangible and supernatural. Um, yep. not, not necessarily spooky. Like, I don't feel like I've had bad ones. I feel like I've had good ones, but, um, because of that, it, you know, makes an awareness. I, I have an awareness of all of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that might have something to do with why walking into this film, I was cautious, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, cause you hear the stories about like all the actors that were in poltergeist and, um, and, and even when I was filming this, there were there actually were a few spooky things uh, while I was filming. Um, my, the car that I had, uh, the brakes went, were just not working right. And so I took an mm. Uber the first day, but the Uber took me to a graveyard and was like, I don't know why I'm here. And I'm like, oh, that's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was kind of, I was just like, yeah, because the spirits have a sense of humor. This is funny, you know. <laughs> and we had a, a bishop that came and um, baptized the house that we were in, um, and so I had the opportunity to have dinner with him and the nuns that you know were involved. They 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 also were on Ghost Hunters. I don't know if you guys watched that. Yeah, show. yeah. So they're yeah uh, they're really cool people and uh, just listening to some of their stories and exorcisms and I I fully believe in uh, the spiritual world. Yep, we do yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't assume everybody does, you know. But you know, it's because uh, that is kind of like a touchy subject for some people. But like, like when making a film like this, like, is it, I, I, it's kind of cool to hear you describe how the filmmakers went to great care with the subject matter, um, yeah. because you know, people do perceive it different directions. But th- there could be some funny business that goes on if you're not careful with what you're messing with with something like this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting on set to have. Um, you know, the real people show up because people that believe in the spiritual world can understand and maybe accept this premise and this story. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, then you're just looking at the fact that somebody got murdered and um, that can be jarring. And I, you know, I heard some people, you talk about that on set. So, Mm yeah. And I definitely like the way that, because I tend to, because I feel like I've had experiences in my life, I, I try to not watch too much of like the dark kind of ghost or demonic type stuff because I feel like it triggers something or makes makes me kind of like wanting to sleep with like music on or some sort of <laughs> something. But watching this one, it was cool to see this couple because it really gave kind of like more of like a power to them that they had and had kind of a, a positive message versus just like, oh, we're just trying to be weird, grotesque or some walking backwards just to gross you out, to freak you out. Like it felt like it really did have a strong story behind it with, with this couple and what they were doing. And there was like a power behind them as well. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the, the Warren files and all these cases that are in the conjuring movies, uh, the three and probably whatever comes after that, you know, they are, they, uh, he was very religious and, you know, she was, prophetic or psychic or, you know, however you Mm -hmm. want to look at that. And I do feel like they were using those gifts to help people in circumstances where, you know, maybe they wouldn't have been believed and didn't know where to turn. So it is a, 
it's a it's a nice story of people helping people yeah. and, and you know in a very specific arena mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> it was encouraging though because you know i i am familiar with the the warrens and and they were very serious about what they did they this was a this, they weren't just playing around, you know, they, they weren't just Ghostbusters, although I love that movie, but they, you know, this was serious business for them and they had a deep faith. Hey, let's talk, can we ask you about something a little bit, perhaps less weighty, a little bit bloodier maybe, but um, Fear, um, Fear Street. Uh-huh. Can you, that's kind of a crazy, cool, funny, it, not, it is funny, but it's like, it's a crazy film and it's I, it's made more for just pure entertainment. Um, although it, it does have some underlying messages to it, but can you tell us a little bit about what, from what you understand, where this film came from? What was it? Because apparently it's based on some books, right? Right. So it's, you know, there are Arl Stein books, who he's mm-hmm. famous for Goosebumps. And, yeah. Um, oh, um, it, and yeah, so the, this, I do think it was a throwback to 90s and super fun and a bit campy, but. For anybody who was alive during that time, it, it was nostalgic. I I really enjoyed uh, the the opening scene that I got to be in, and yeah. uh, you know, as it reminded me of Drew Barrymore and Scream's scene, mm-hmm. and um, and then the soundtrack. I, it was just so fun. And um, for so Arl Stein is is basically a horror for children and and horror for teenagers. So this was his his teenager books. Um, but it was, it was, even though it is gory, it feels very light, um, yeah. still like never did I get afraid watching it, right. which I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there when I was watching, I'm, I'm older than both of you guys by, by, by a good bit. So, and I remember I was watching and, and Luke was there and I was like, wow, they're really laying on the nineties music here. And Luke mm-hmm. was like, this is awesome. And it did, it felt a lot of fun. It, it was really a lot of fun. Jeez, man. Now, can you tell us about that opening scene that you were in and what it was like working with Maya Hawk? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, it was, it was really nice. It, we got to talking and she's a very interesting girl and very open and warm and uh, easy to hang out with. And I, I liked watching her in that scene because she, like pretty much each take, she improvised a little differently and she's very creative and um, not, you know, not by the book so much. You know, she brought a lot to the role, a, lo- a lot of cork and um, a lot of personality, which I, I think was so great for the for the opening of this movie. I, yeah. I really enjoyed watching her, you know, just <laughs> handling the business in the bookstore all the way through, you know, getting killed. I, I thought she she did it perfectly. She was fantastic. And you know, one of my favorite parts is you, it's B Dalton bookstore. It is the nineties all the way. Right. I loved it. Yeah. And it was the mall and it felt really cool. And, yeah. and, and then there was, Spencer's next door in the other store. Yeah. Um, did you guys, were you guys filming in an actual mall or were these sets? Yeah, it was an actual mall. Oh yeah. Nice. yeah. It looked great. Yep. Yeah. In fact, um, the director is uh, married to a co-creator of Stranger Things. So I don't know if that's how they reached out to, to Maya since she's done a couple seasons of that. But yeah. I think that they might've used a mall like that, either that mall or one similar in Stranger Things. But yeah, it was, it was a real mall. 
-hmm. I don't know that it was, it's been operating when we shot it. I'm not sure if it had been operating for a while, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was a fun, fun set. That's cool. Yeah. So, speaking of the director, what was it like working with him? So is, is she, her she, name is I mean, she, sorry. <laughs> she was great. I, I loved Lee. I loved working with Lee. I mean, I was only there for the day, but um, very nice, just really down to earth. Uh, very, just very approachable. And um, I had to go in and uh, ADR part of that line uh, in post recently. And, you know, we had been emailing back and forth a couple of times. So the first time I ADR'd it, I did it on my phone before we could get into studio because of COVID. Um, so yeah, she's just a real person. Uh, doing the thing and I'm, I'm happy for her success. I, you know, I really, really enjoyed working with her. And can I ask the, the book that your character was purchasing, is that the book on which, was that an R.L. Stein book, which the series is based? I don't remember. I don't think it was, but it, it was kind of, it but it was so cool. It set the theme of like scary books and this is yeah. what's going to happen. I thought that was a really clever way to, to, to introduce this. Apparently it's a trilogy, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and, and look at that now. It's gonna drive me nuts. I was um, driving me nuts. I, I yeah. find it while we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that was great. It was Netflix great. actually just released the first five minutes of the movie. <clears throat> I just saw it, so you you should be able to find it pretty easily. Oh, um, we'll do that. cool. But uh, I I just thought even the the dialogue there when Maya says, you know, it's, this is a great book. And I'm like, it's trash. <laughs> I love it. It's, you know, like it's trashy horror. It's for myself. I, I thought that was a great introduction to an attitude going into this movie. It was, it was, it was very meta the same way the obvious comparisons to scream, how it was very meta. And you come yeah. in, you're talking about a book, a trashy horror book, yeah. which this movie is based on. I mean, that's, that's the kind of feeling of a horror movie that I just love, you know, some, you know, both the conjuring is great for the weightiness of it, but this is like, I have a hat that says, I love eighties horror. I love schlocky, good, fun horror movies. And that's exactly what, this is a summer horror movie. It's perfect for, for yeah. what that is. You know, it fascinates me that you guys, I don't know if you'll get into this, but that you guys love horror because we met filming a, a Christian yeah. uh, TV show. So how, how do you explain this and how did this interest come up and how, you know, <laughs> how is that working in both fields? Is there any resistance? Well, full disclosure, um, we let's reveal. Yeah, we first met you on the set of a, a TV show, a Christian television show, which hope apparently is coming out. I think in November this year, and it was such a joy to be there. You guys were great. You, you were great on the horse and doing everything that you had to do. That it was a lot of fun. But as far as that, I blame my parents. My mom and dad were both. My dad especially was a movie buff, horror fanatic. He took my mom to see The Exorcist on a date. Wow. She's, she hasn't forgiven him to this day, though, but <laughs> she doesn't. My mom does not like horror. My dad loves horror. And okay. so I, we just grew up. I grew up like a, and they were both the church people. I, funny story. I've told this before, but um, I remember my very first horror movie was this little religious movie called The Omen because okay. it was it was free HBO weekend. And um, they said, oh, we thought it was a religious film. Nope, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have a, let me just say this. We have a couple of people. Jonathan Wilkinson, good to see. He wanted to say hi. Hi. 
And then Brad, he's one of our, he goes, she's turning the tables. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Sorry, I don't, more, I don't mean to put the focus on you guys, but it, no, it's it, not, but I, I, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, we're both church people and I do think that good horror can tell good stories. And there, are, as long as there's a glimmer of, of hope, I think you can tell a great story using using horror. Plus, it's just darn fun. Cheeseman, I'm sorry, I didn't want to step all over you. Yeah, I'll just quickly try to say, um, like growing up, my favorite movie is Jaws, and still to this day is Jaws, which is considered, you know, like a monster type movie. And then I used to be like afraid of horror as a young kid, and I even asked like my mom to like tell them to not face the horror movies towards a certain way on the grocery aisle. Cause the little kids would see it and it kind of <laughs> freaked me out to see like nightmare on Elm street and all this other stuff. But uh, when I was in middle school, my friend Jake started showing me a lot of horror movies and then gave me a, like a copy he made on VHS illegally through blockbuster. And I, my mom ended up taking it away from me because I watched it too much. And I kept showing everybody the scream movie. So like growing up, me and Jake watched a lot of horror movies and then i kind of like wasn't as into it for a little bit and then jim was really into it here <laughs> and then kind of him and brad he was another friend that said hello on there that kind of have been getting me more back into it but i still kind of watched it along the way but look you you found that telling you can tell stories in horror that when people complain about how bad some horror is and some of it is mm -hmm. pretty bad, it's just mm -hmm. not just quality, but it's just like, ah, you don't want to like dwell on it so much. And so, but okay, well, let's go make some better stuff. You know, let, let's, let's get involved and make good stuff. And I think that's, if I'm a person of faith and I say that's terrible stuff. All right. Well then instead of complain, get involved and, and make something better. Cause um, it is something I have loved. And so I, I wanted to find a way to, to balance the two. But we do have to put it back on you, though, you Charlene. Yes. What about yourself? Like, I mean, you seem like a, I don't know, you seem like a very responsible, level-headed person and, and the, the sweetest person. That, you know, when we met you on set, it was fantastic. What about seeing you in a horror film might seem a little out of place. So what about you? When did you first in, start enjoying it? Well, uh I did as a kid, um, I was a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and for some reason, my mom let me watch all the Exorcist movies. I, I don't know why. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> it's interesting because as a kid, I didn't, I wasn't afraid. They, were, they weren't, they didn't really scare me. It was thinking about it later and as an adult that I actually, st I, I don't, I pretty much don't watch them. Um, as an actress, however, though, uh, I take the jobs I can. And um, as long as they don't compromise any of my values, I, mm -hmm. you know, I'm grateful for every opportunity. And in both of these roles, I didn't have to do anything that was scary to me. You know, yes. I was just, I was a mom in The Conjuring and my my little boy was getting tormented, you know, and that that is something I can do. And in uh, the opening sequence of, of Fear Street, I just got to play a, a stuck-up, nasty lady. So, uh, <laughs> That's so not you, though. Yeah, you know, it isn't. It's That's not. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so we are kind of bumping up towards the end here. Luke, do you have any uh, questions before we, we have to let, let her go? I just want to bring up the experience on how I met your mother. I used to do a lot of extra work when I first moved to L.A. I don't know if there's an, is there an echo. Yeah. Oh, I, I hear you. Okay. 
Okay. All right, now it's fine. But uh, I used to work as a movie extra when I first moved to California, and one of my favorite shows to work on was How I Met Your Mother. So I oh. a lot of times was a bar patron there. So oh. there's a chance I haven't looked back because I saw there's a montage of all your scenes. I'll have to look to see if I was one of the the extras in <laughs> one of your scenes. But uh, it was such a fun set to be on. What was it like for you, you know, working on that show? It was, it was an incredibly fun set to be on. And before How I Met Your Mother, the only sitcom experience I had was on um, a show called Joey, which was the spinoff of Friends. Um, so at that time, cause it was 2005 that, you know, I first got on to How I Met Your Mother. I, I didn't even realize what a blessing it was and how, how, how different other sets could feel. I mean, even just being on a comedy versus a drama. Um, but yeah, it was, constant jokes is very light atmosphere very nice people from the top down and i think that is what makes a difference on long-running shows um you kind of know you they all get reputations so you kind of know going into them uh the the creators or uh the showrunners if you know if it's a tough set to be on or if it's a night set and i i feel very lucky that it was such a jovial fun experience which you apparently know as well mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm very grateful for the time that i got to be on that show well let's do questions here and and luke you can jump in as well but um we try to on, on this podcast talk about things from a, a filmmaker's perspective and, and since we are coming to you straight from the heart of hollywood here um <laughs> if you had to for give advice to people who are trying to break in people who are trying to to navigate what can sometimes be a pretty you know not not the easiest of professions you, you yeah. know by far and because it's hard and i know that you probably have for every success you probably have a horror story that you could relate to us as well but like what's for somebody wanting to, to come to hollywood and somebody who wants not to get eaten up by the nastiness of it what what, what would be your advice well, first and foremost, I think you really have to love it. If you're doing it for any other reason than uh, love for the craft of acting, it's it you know it really has the potential to beat you up and and break you down. Um, it's it's a hard business. It's you know it's just, there's a lot of people doing it. It's extremely competitive, and um, there's there's no real straight avenue to get to where you want to go. So, um, you, you know, unlike any other profession, like, okay, you could go to college and become a doctor and, and follow these steps. It's you move out here, you could do all the right things and maybe never get a break. So if you're doing it because you love the craft, there's always a way to do it. You could make your own content. You can be in place. And, you know, as you pursue getting a good agent and the professional side of things, hopefully that will all fall in place too. I do think that hard work um, gets noticed and mm -hmm. over time, but I think it is a, a career of persistence. Mm -hmm. And my last question, and let me see. And we have um, one, one comment from Brad. He says he has a lot of friends on horror-themed shows and films, and a lot of them had to warn or have conversations with their parents prior to them seeing their projects. Did you ever have to do that? No, I haven't had to do that, thankfully. <laughs> um, yeah, no. 
No, mm -hmm. I, 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 when I first started acting, I did get offered some, some roles that were, uh, you know, they were asking for, to be, to, to reveal things. And I, I, it was easy for me to turn down because they were um, independent films that I just got bad feelings about. And I, I didn't want to do that anyway. So that, that would be maybe the case where I'd have to talk to my family about. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I've, I've been lucky. I, I don't, I mean, I haven't always been proud of the things I've done, you know, it's a learning curve too. So sometimes I feel like, oh, that was, maybe I was overacting there or something, but not, not anything that I'd have to warn my parents. That's cool. I haven't yeah. always been proud of everything I've written. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we hope, but I was so proud to have worked with you on a project that we hope to announce coming out soon. So that's what, going to be. What's it called, Jim? What's this project called? I don't know if we've Are we said allowed? Okay, Sons I, of Thunder. It's coming out. It's going to come out. This, huh? Oh, Sons, Sons of Thunder. Thunder Redemption. It's season two of a show called Sons of Thunder. You're better at remembering these things than I am. <laughs> but yeah, I hope we can talk about that soon. But um, I just want to, my last question is about The Conjuring and Fear Street. If you had to be pitching these movies to the audiences out there, why should they come see The Conjuring if they love good horror? And why should and what is it about um, Fear Street that you think they should check out? I, I have always thought The Conjuring, the Conjuring movies are the best um, in their genre. I think they're they're so well done, and they're ba they're based on real stories. Um, this last one, I think, also has an element that plays out like a, a little bit of a murder mystery. Um, which I think is, is fun and interesting. And uh, it's, I think that the fact that the case deals with a, a you know, a historic case and, and before this case, um, there was nobody that would have ever been tried for uh, murder for being possessed. And so in that it's, it's pretty interesting. And for Fear Street, I think it's just, it's kind of like a popcorn eating fun, nostalgic experience, especially for anyone who's alive during the nineties. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but have you seen all of the first episode of fear street yet? Yes. All right. Then you won't be, there are some grisly death scenes, which me, I was like, Holy crap. They <laughs> surprised us, but it's grisly, but in a, like, it sounds morbid in a kind of funny kind of way, but I let's, let's not go there. It was, okay. it was a lot of fun. It was <laughs> Luke, anything else before we end today? Yeah. So can you tell us about, you You have a part in one of the upcoming ones. Can you tell us a little bit about what's to come on that one for you? Um, are you talking about the, the upcoming Fair Street? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm also in a R.L. Stein TV show called Just Beyond. Oh, oh let's hear about that too. Yes, we'd yeah. love to hear her. Okay. Okay. Uh, the part, so Fear Street 3, so each one, as you guys probably know, takes different times periods. So it's in 1666 and it, it really pretty much explains what's been going on through all these movies with witchcraft and uh, burning at the stake and that kind of thing. So um, I play a townswoman in that time period who um, is witnessing some drama. <laughs> so that's what happens and that that's my part in that and in um rl stein's tv show that is for disney plus that that will be out in november um it's called just beyond and i'm in the pilot and i play a very quirky fun 
uh, teacher in this uh, in this show who is dealing with kids who are out of control, and I'm basically pulling my hair out trying to get them to calm down. So that that was so much fun because you know my hair was pretty much like Helen Bonham Carter, you know, all, all the curls like you know they're just driving me nuts and. Um, it's just kind of a coincidence that I got to do two of his projects. I I can't wait to see that. I, I don't yeah. know if I was aware. I, I actually did hear that. Yeah, Disney Plus having an Earl Stein project. That, that, you're in there. That's fantastic. I can't wait to see that. Thank you. Me so, too. I'm looking forward to seeing it. We, we have so enjoyed talking with you today. This has been so much fun. Thank you for um, being so great on the project we worked on together. But thank you for adding a, a, a chill to the air of summer because it's so hot and these are fun shows. <laughs> and um, The Conjuring is is a series that I, I hold dear to my heart because I just think it, it it treats the subject matter of what it's dealing with in a scary but very spiritually responsible way. I, I just think it's great. Where And if people want to find out what you are working on, what's coming up, and where can they uh, follow you? They can follow me on Instagram at charlene.amoya, and I'm also on Facebook. All right. Cheese Man. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CheeseOnCouch and also on TheScareGuy.com. And you can just find me here at TheScareGuy.com or James D. Fry on Instagram. My Instagram started acting funny recently, and it looks like somebody might have stolen it away from me, but I'm going to fight to keep that thing. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. Make sure you go check out Charlene when she's um, – right now she's out in theaters in The Conjuring. Um, the Devil Made Me Do It, and she just – popped on Netflix's Fear Street. It's, it's a lot of fun. So hopefully you guys have a chance to check those out. Enjoy your summer, and we will see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for having me, guys. So glad to have you. <laughs>